Today's episode of Read Me Romance is brought to you by Boom Factory Publishing, where romance is built. Now bringing you the happily ever alpha world. 16 incredible authors have written books in the Until Her, Until Him series by Aurora Rose Reynolds. Amazing standalone books by Elle Christensen, Layla Frost, Rochelle Page, Jenica Snow, Ella Fox, and many more. If you love happy endings and alpha males, and who doesn't, go to boomfactorypublishing.com to check out the current list of brand new available books. You don't want to miss these fabulous stories, many of them from authors we've featured on the podcast. Check it out now. I'll wait. Welcome, lady listeners. Hello. Whoa. Hello. What? You sound like a different person. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. No, hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Mel. <laughs> oh, God. You've got Alexa Riley here with you today. Welcome back to Remy Romance. It's Evangelina Anderson. It's her week. So we're here with Picture Perfect. We're super excited. It's Thursday. There's nothing. There's no hump day saying or anything for Thursday. We don't have nothing. The only thing I have to offer you on Thursdays is new releases. Yay! Which you guys better be clicking that post because it takes me forever to make. <laughs> what if nobody clicks on it? I don't it? know. I'm never, I'm never going to check the click rate on it because I'll probably be sad inside. Like, I know. You'll, you'll just cry. You're like, I spent hours on this and no one looks at it. <laughs> so please just go click on that link to make Mel feel better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so today we thought we'd t- continue our week of talking about us. And tell you about what we have next. Uh, yesterday we talked about Wedding Cake Crashers and what's coming up with that book. And the book we have planned for after that is called Too Many. And, and so... Dun, 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 it's from Too Hard. And I bet you yeah. guys have been asking us about the cousin. <laughs> no. So we're actually talking to you about this on the week that Too Hard releases. So it's about to come out on Friday. And we know people are, are going to be dying for the brothers, the twin story in this. It, the guy that's in, you know, if you read Too Hard, Butch, it's his twin adopted sons, Elijah and Owen. And it's about them hooking up with the heroine. Her name was Harlow. It's her sister, Nellie, or um, her cousin, Nellie. So it's about the, the uh, menage. So that's the book we've got coming out um, after Wedding Cake Crashers. It's uh, May, is it 16th? I think it's I can't at remember the end now. of May. Is why that you, the end why of do you keep May? asking dates? We never know. <laughs> It's the 24th of May. Okay, the 24th of May. So that's what's coming out then. I can't believe we have books until the end of May. Who are we right now? I know. <laughs> but then I just scrolled the next month and I was like, we have that Rags to Riches book and our podcast book. Oh shit, book. that's right. We have to write that. Oh fuck, we need to write that. We do, yeah. And in June we have our podcast book that's coming out. So we'll be excited to talk about that when we get a little bit closer and the rags to riches story that goes with it. Yeah, so Too Many is about their twins, brothers, and they just graduated from college. They work their asses off to graduate a little early because they are desperate for Nellie, who is, like I said, in the book Too Hard, it's Harlow's cousin. I think, yeah, they're not only desperate for her, but de- desperate to show her that they're men now. 
Yeah, yeah, that they're able to, like, provide for her and take care of her, and they're ready to start their lives with her. So she's an interior designer. She's a couple years older than them, and I don't know if we've ever written that before. No, where I think, yeah, they'll be, like, 21, and she's, like, 23-ish. Yeah, so she's, like, you know, just a couple years older, which is, you know, it's not a huge age gap, obviously, but it's kind of cute. So, but yeah, so they just, they were 18 the first time they saw her, and they were just like, oh my god, we're gonna have to have her. So, that's what that book's about, and we're really excited, because we know once you read too hard, you're gonna be really, really, really wanting this book. So, and I love the cover of Too Hard. I think it's so pretty. It's like the neon colors and stuff. So I'm anxious to see what Too Many is going to look like. Do you think it'll be, do you think we'll get it the same? I don't know. I'm curious because I got that picture I sent you the other day. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cute. So I'm, I'm curious to see the cover designer, if she does it the same or like in the same design with bold colors or or whatever it is, it's going to be really cool. One of the things people ask us to about is like cover designs and pictures. And I think that's where a lot of people really miss the mark as well. Yeah. When they're publishing their first book. One of the things Sky always talks about too, Sky Warren talks, she always um, harps on is branding. You know, if you, if you decide like, okay, I'm going to write romance books and you, and you write your first romance, you know, I, I hate to think that, you know, you have to pigeonhole yourself right away. It's not necessarily that, but you have to feel it like, what kind of writer are you going to be? You know, are you going to write, you know, tragic stories that, you know, are a little sad? Are you going to write ones that are dramas? They're going to be love triangles. You know, like, what is it you enjoy writing? What What do you like reading and what do you like writing? Because, you know, if you kind of figure that out early on, it makes your life a lot easier. Because otherwise you have to go back and redo all your shit and you don't want to do that. <laughs> So we, we know a lot of author friends who have had to do that. And we've kind of, you know, branded ourselves from the beginning and really stuck with it. Because Mel and I both agree that we don't like cheating at all in our books. There's never any any sort of cheating or anything that happens. I don't think we've ever done a dead ex. I, I can't think if we... Well, we did in um, Wanting My Stepdad. The mom died, but they were only... It was a marriage of convenience. It wasn't like they were actually together. So that's something we don't like either. We don't like love triangles where the one per... The woman's in love with two men. Like, we just don't write that. It's... it does That's not in our wheelhouse. Unless it's going to be a monog. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. You know, she, the woman's never torn between choosing two men that make her make a decision, in other words. So, you know, that's that's something like, you know, if, if you're into that, that's great. You know, there's a lot of authors out there that have a good career writing those kind of books. Hell, Stephanie Meyer did it with Twilight. But, you know, that's just, that's not what we do. So, you know, branding's a big part of that. And, you know, if you've got your story, you figure out what you want it to be, you've got to sort of, you know... I think it's easy to look at our page and look at some of our covers and think, oh, that's an Alexa cover or that's an Alexa book or or whatever based on that. So recently we've kind of deviated from that cover a little bit. I think because we've got our base down, our audience knows and our fans know what they're getting with us. So now we're just trying different fun stuff to see if we can reach other people. Yeah, to reach people who maybe aren't. covers do that. Yeah, absolutely. And they matter. You know, I mean, that's a big thing for us is like, or a, a big thing for authors is to to try to like put your best product out there. Yes, you can go on stock photos and buy a $5 image and put, slap a title on it. You can absolutely do that for super cheap. But you really want to invest in your cover because 
nine times out of ten, that's how people determine what they're going to read you. Yep. And you know what? I, I We use a ton of stock images, but I do, do I set through them for hours on end to yeah, find perfect ones. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think a big part that people forget is font is 50% of the cover. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. It is everything. The font mm-hmm. on a cover. You don't think it, but it is. <laughs> Get a good... Just, you know, I think you could get, um, what a, what is an average cover cost? About $150. You could get a good, I think you could get a good graphic design cover for around that. I think if you want to spend more, you definitely could, depending on your image and stuff. Like, but to have someone actually design it, like not the cost of the picture. I mean, we've done that before. You know, we've had a $5 stock photo cover sell just as well as one we spent thousands of dollars on oh yeah cowboy book oh my god yeah branding the virgin that was a stock photo went to number one you know and what was the in the breeding series thief you know we we paid an exorbitant amount for that because he was a male model for that photo and it just did okay you know i mean it's you know it's it's sold well but you know definitely not like our number one did that had a stock image on it but if you look at the title of that book is Branding the Virgin Mail Order Bride, that hits like 10 things for people. Yeah. And also, it's pink. It's pretty. Like, I mean, the stock image was great to begin with, but it's got a beautiful filter on it. Like, the font is gorgeous. I don't think I say more than anything when I'm doing covers than clean it up. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Make it clean. I want it to Mm -hmm. be spotless. Women like pretty spotless clean things. Yep. And I think we even dedicated a book at some point to somebody when we did, was it the book untouched? Was that it? Where we're like this for, for those of you who like smut in a pretty package, because the cover is so romantic on that book, you know, and it's, it's so beautiful, but inside it's just filled. <laughs> so like, but that's, but that's what most women I think want that read romance. You know, they want it to look professional. They want it to look pretty. They want it to look, you know, like, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's relatable in some way, you know, they want it to, like, fit their style, and there's a way to do that and not make it look cheap. Yeah. So, so uh, that's, if we can give you any advice, you know, about writing and, and doing your own books, really pay attention to your fonts, your pictures, your covers, and, you know, expect to spend a little bit of money on a good graphic designer and, you know, search back for, for all their other covers and see what they've done. And, you know, Scott Warren even said she pulls people on her covers. Like she'll make like three covers for one book and then she'll test it in one of our groups and she'll have people vote on it. And I was just like, oh shit, that's cool. So yeah, like five covers a month. I, can't I know. I know we couldn't do that, but you know, some people out there might. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see the cover for too many and to see what she can do with that. So we actually have like three graphic designers or two mostly that we bounce between, but we have some backups because we have so many fucking covers. We do, but maybe we will give too many to the group first. The Rumi romance group. We'll share oh, it with you guys first. So that's when we get idea. it, we'll send it okay. to you guys. Yeah, when we do it, we'll share it in the Reading Romance headquarters. That's great. So you want to jump in that Facebook group. It's in our cool. quick links on Instagram. Everything's yes. in our quick links. Even the new releases, you go to the quick links on Instagram, make sure you're following us. And then mm-hmm. every link you'll need for anything about the podcast is right there. 
Well, we'll send you into today's installment of Picture Perfect, and then we'll tell you what's new after that. Bye. Chapter 7 These shots, they don't have to be full penetration if you'd rather not, Lisa was still explaining as she tended her camera. Kurt had gotten off the floor to sit beside me on the bed, and he was staring at her intently, obviously thinking about what she was saying. What do you mean, not full penetration? He asked suspiciously. How can I be in Mel and not at the same time? Lisa sighed. Well, I noticed you doing it earlier while we were shooting the classic missionary, so I thought I'd ask. You can just put the head of your penis inside her to give the reader a general idea of how the male's genitals fit with the female's in any given position. Some of these poses, the average person assumes he or she has to be an acrobat to get into them. She laughed. And in some cases, they're right. But it's honestly not too hard to achieve most of them. And the author wanted me to do a series of close-up shots, strictly from the waist down, to show that. I don't know, I said, biting my lip. Are you sure that a uh, partial penetration would do the trick? I had been against it earlier, but now that I thought about it, I was pretty sure I could go for just having the head of Kurt's cock inside me. After all, he'd already been rubbing all over me and coating my inner folds with his pre-cum, not to mention eating my pussy. Letting him slide just the tip of his shaft into my cunt didn't seem like it was going so much further. I just didn't want him all the way inside me, I told myself. That would be too much, too wrong. Well, full penetration would be best, of course, Lisa said matter-of-factly. But partial penetration will more than get the point across. We'd have to repeat some of the poses we already put you in, though. I'd be focusing on a whole different area. I looked at Kurt uncertainly. I don't mind if Kurt doesn't, I said at last. I mean, since we're only going to be shown from the waist down. I'll do it if you want to, Kurt murmured, his blue eyes intense. You're in the driver's seat on this one, Mel. Anything you want goes. Okay, let's do it, I decided, hoping once again that the decision wouldn't come back to haunt me. Lisa smiled and pushed her Coke bottle glasses up on her nose. Great, let me get the camera ready. You two get into the spooning position. Kurt and I looked at each other nervously, but I think both of us knew we'd come too far to back out. Feeling a strange sense of deja vu, I climbed into the center of the bed and lay on my side. Kurt lay beside me, pressed very close, and wrapped his arms around me kissing my neck and cupping my breasts. It'll be okay, Mel, he murmured. I won't go further than you want me to, I promise. I know you won't, I whispered back, shivering. And I want you to know if you get too excited and, uh, let go while we're doing this. You don't have to worry. I'm on the pill. I'm not going to come inside you. He sounded shocked at the idea. That would be, well, that would be wrong. Going too far, even for the sake of your job, you know. 
I mean, it's one thing to put just the head of my cock inside you, but it would be actually fucking if I came in your pussy while I did it. I guess, I whispered, biting my lip. Good thing cum shots aren't allowed then, huh? Kurt's piercing blue eyes softened a little. It's not that I don't want to come inside you, Mel, he said softly. There's nothing I'd like more than to put my cock all the way inside your sweet little cunt and fill you full of my cum. One large hand stroked down to cup my pussy, and I moaned as I felt his fingers slide deep inside me, as though to illustrate his point. But we can't do that, Kurt continued in a husky voice. You know why. I know, I said, feeling shame well up in me again. What were we doing here? Hey, don't worry. Kurt kissed me again and stroked the side of my clit gently, sending a shiver of pleasure through my entire body. It's not like we'll ever do this again once we get home. We're just doing what we have to in order to get a good shot. It's all fake, remember that. I know, I said again, but his words made me feel unaccountably sad. Of course I knew why we couldn't go all the way and why we couldn't do this again. My mom and his dad would flip out and probably disown us both if they found out we were doing anything sexual together, and rightly so. There was no way we ought to have feelings for each other that way not when we were practically related. And yet, and yet, I was beginning to care for Kurt as more than just a big brother. I knew it was wrong, but I didn't know how to stop myself from caring. My sad musings were interrupted by Lisa's arrival. Okay, she said, swinging into action mode at once. Lift her leg so I can get a good shot, Kurt, and then position yourself right at her entrance. Kurt withdrew his fingers and did as she said, lifting my outer thigh to spread me wide and sliding the head of his cock over my open pussy. I bit my lip as I felt the tip lodge at my entrance, just as Lisa had directed, and then he stopped. All right, put it in slowly. Lisa's voice sounded distracted as the camera started clicking. Just the head, or however much you feel comfortable with. Remember, the more the better as far as I'm concerned, but it's up to you. Mel, he murmured in my ear, how far do you want me to go? Just, just the head, I said firmly, if a little breathlessly. Just put the head in for now, Kurt. That's what we agreed on, and that's what we'll do. You got it, he said softly, and I felt him pressing slowly forward and looked down the length of my body to watch as just the broad, plum-shaped head of my stepbrother's cock disappeared into my body. Very nice. Now, how about one more inch? Come on, give me one more, guys, Lisa coaxed, still clicking away. Kurt looked at me, and I shrugged. He already had the head of his cock inside me. It seemed like one more inch couldn't hurt. Pressing forward, he slid another thick inch into my open cunt, careful not to go too far. Good, excellent, Lisa said. 
Now, slide it in and out a little, Kurt. Just give me a little motion to work with here. Mel, he asked again. Do you want me to? I, I guess it's not really, uh, fucking since you're not all the way in me, I whispered back. So I guess it's okay. Kurt gripped my hips and began to move, sliding the head of his cock in and out of my open pussy, giving Lisa what she wanted. I could feel myself getting wetter and wetter as he moved, and I imagined him leaking pre-cum directly inside me, coating my cunt as he had my folds earlier. God, I hoped we could do this, could go through all the positions again without going too far. Already it looked like Kurt was sliding more like two or three inches of his cock in and out of me as we fake fucked, but it felt so good I couldn't complain. His girth stretched my pussy to the limit, yet I longed to have more of him inside me, even though I knew it was wrong. After what seemed like an eternity of watching his cock glide in and out of my pussy, it was time for a new pose. Lisa decided to skip lazy downward dog and put us directly into the classic doggy position because it would be easier to photograph. I felt, if possible, even more vulnerable than I did before as I got on my hands and knees and spread my legs. The last time we'd done this, it had been just for show, but this time, Kurt was actually going to do it he was actually going to penetrate me and put his cock inside me. Not all of it, but enough that I would be able to feel him fucking into me. I knew it wasn't right, and yet I was so hot I couldn't seem to care anymore. I just wanted to feel him in me again. All right, she said, as Kurt positioned himself with the head of his cock at the entrance of my pussy once again. I want to try something a little different this time. Extended doggy. Kurt, lift up Melanie's leg, the one closest to me. That's right. Lift it up and out so I can get a better shot of you going into her, she directed. Kurt did as she said with no protest. And I felt him press into me carefully, trying not to go too far, when both of us knew he wanted to be all the way inside me, fucking me for real. That's good, Lisa said, clicking away. Now, release her leg. Melanie, I want you to go down to your elbows and tilt your pelvis up. Then spread your legs to make it look like you're trying to get Kurt to go deeper. I did as she asked without question. I had been on my hands and my knees, but now I lowered myself to my elbows and lifted my ass in the air, widening my stance to give my stepbrother easier access to my open pussy. I bit my lip as I felt the change of position draw Kurt's thick shaft even deeper into my cunt, but I didn't complain, and I didn't move as he fucked gently in and out of me. I wasn't sure, but I thought he had over four thick inches stretching my tight cunt now. Excellent, excellent, Lisa said. Now, Kurt, lean over and fondle her breasts like you did before. Get a little closer and spread her open if you have to. Kurt leaned over to palm my breasts, and I felt him shift in me again, sliding even deeper. Over half his thick cock was in me now, and we both froze at the realization. Mel, 
he murmured, stroking my breasts. I'm, uh, really getting kind of deep into you here. Are you all right with this? He shifted his hips as though to illustrate his point. And for a moment, I could have sworn I felt the broad head of his cock kiss with the mouth of my womb. God, I moaned softly. I don't know, Kurt. Just hold still for a minute and let me think. He did as I asked, his shaft over halfway inside me. And I had to admit, I admired his iron control. Most guys would have fucked me and come in me by now. But Kurt seemed to be able to keep going like this all day. I was so glad I was doing this with him and not some other strange male model that Lisa might have brought in. Not that I would ever have let myself go so far with a complete stranger. I knew I could trust Kurt, which was why I was able to open myself to him and let things go much further than I would with anyone else. Thinking that made me realize that I was all right with what was happening between us. It was true that he had a lot more than the head of his cock inside my pussy, but we were still just doing this in order to get a good picture. As long as he didn't go all the way into me and shoot his cum in my cunt, I thought it was probably all right. After all, when I had offered to let him come in me earlier, I had meant when he had the tip of his cock inside me. I would, of course, have to draw the line about letting him fill me with his cum when he was so deep in my pussy. That would be going too far. Mel, Kurt asked again, and I realized that I needed to give him an answer. It's okay, I said, spreading my thighs a little wider to let him know I meant it. You can, can fuck me a little, Kurt. Just try not to go all the way in and try not to come in me. All right, he murmured, pulling out a few inches and then sinking back in. I'll try not to touch bottom inside you, Mel, and I promise not to come in you. Thanks, I whispered, although the idea of having him shoot his thick hot cum into my open pussy continued to turn me on. But since that would be going too far, I just bit my lip and tried to hold on as he fucked into me. Almost, but not quite reaching the end of my channel with each shallow stroke as he pinched and twisted my nipples and pumped inside me. Despite his promise and my own best intentions, I felt Kurt sinking deeper and deeper inside me as he moved. It might have had to do with the fact that I was backing to meet him, adding that extra little bit of force with every thrust, helping his cock get farther and farther into my pussy. I didn't mean to do it. It was just my body's natural reaction to his. It seemed as though my cunt wanted to be filled with his cock, as though I needed to have him in me for some reason. I was beginning to wonder if we were going to wind up fucking for real when Lisa had us stop to get into another position. Sorry, Kurt murmured as he pulled out of me slowly. I, uh think I went a little further than we meant to. It's okay, I assured him breathlessly. It's all for the picture after all, and you weren't all the way inside me. No, not quite. He looked down at his hard shaft, and we could both see where the shine of my cunt honey ended. 
a few inches from the root of his cock. I wondered if things would stay that way, but I didn't have time to wonder long. Let's skip the lotus, Lisa said to my disappointment. I want to get pictures of you in the butterfly position. The what? Kurt frowned at her. I was confused too, but it turned out to be just a fancy name for woman on top. He lay back on the bed and I straddled him, acutely aware that I was going to be in charge of the penetration in this particular position. Okay, whenever you're ready. Lisa nodded at us, her camera poised. Go for it, Mel. Kurt looked up at me, watching as I grasped his thick shaft at the base and positioned it just under my open pussy. Slowly, trying not to go too far, I slid down onto him. I was braced with my thighs wide apart as he entered me, and I tried to balance myself with my hands on his legs, but it wasn't easy. I'm pretty strong, but I wasn't used to doing squat thrusts or anything. So a good six or seven inches of his cock entered me before I managed to stop myself. Kurt and I both looked down to where he was piercing me. That was close, he whispered. I nodded. I know, I don't know how long I can hold this, I confessed. You'll be okay, I'll help you. He put his hands on my waist to support me, but Lisa shook her head. No, I want your hands over your head, Kurt. It has to look like Melanie's in charge on this one. Shrugging, Kurt put his hands over his head, and I had to support myself. Carefully, I began to raise and lower my body, watching as his thick shaft, glistening with my juices, slid deeper and deeper inside me with each thrust. It wasn't Kurt's fault. Even though I could feel his muscles bunching like iron under me, he didn't move an inch. It was all me, and I was beginning to wonder how long my arms and thighs could hold out in this awkward position. Already my muscles were shaking with the effort. It just wasn't a pose I was used to holding. Finally, I couldn't take it anymore. Do you mind if I come all the way down just once? I just need to rest for a minute, I said to Kurt, who was giving me a concerned look. Sure, Mel, he murmured, whatever you want. And it was what I wanted, I realized. I wanted him deep inside me, if only for a minute, so I could rest my aching thighs. After all, just once couldn't hurt, could it? No fucking, okay, I said trying to give him a stern look as I let myself come all the way down. No, of course not, he agreed, his deep voice hoarse. With a trembling sigh, I impaled myself on his thick shaft, and he bottomed out inside me for the first time. The head of his cock pressed hard against the mouth of my womb, and despite my warning to him, I couldn't help imagining him coming inside me like that, thrusting as deep as he could before pumping me full of his cum. God, you're so tight, Kurt whispered, staring into my eyes as he penetrated me completely. So tight and hot and wet, you feel so good wrapped around me. I couldn't help blushing. 
It's just this once, I reminded him, trying not to move even though I felt him pulsing inside me. I just couldn't do it anymore. My thighs were about to give out. It feels good, even if it's just once, he murmured, thrusting up into me just the tiniest bit. I moaned softly and bit my lip. Stop, Kurt, I said warningly. I told you, no fucking. Sorry, he murmured, smiling up at me. I wasn't really fucking, I was just adjusting. This is good, perfect, I heard Lisa say as she circled us with the camera. Melanie, spread yourself open so I can get a good shot of Kurt all the way inside you. I did as she said, spreading my slippery cunt lips to show how his thick shaft was finally buried to the root inside me. God, I heard Kurt murmur as he drank in the sight, and I had to agree with the awe in his voice. My stepbrother's thick cock stretching my pussy to the limit was probably the single most erotic thing I had ever seen. And it felt so good, too. I'm so glad you two have finally come around, Lisa said, and we both looked over at her. She was nodding and fiddling with her camera again. This is really what I need on every pose, she said, motioning to where Kurt and I were joined. Full penetration is best, and it looks so much sexier, too. If you don't mind, I'd like to go back and repeat some of the other positions, with Kurt all the way inside you, just like he is now, Melanie. I didn't know what to say at first, but then I looked down at Kurt and realized that this was going to be my one and only chance to have him in me so deeply. Once we got back home, all this would be forgotten, and we would probably never even talk about it again. Of course, it would be wrong to let him fuck me, but surely just letting him slide his cock all the way into my pussy and hold it there didn't count as fucking, did it? It didn't seem like it should to me. After all, he wasn't going to come in me, he had promised that. All right, I said, making the decision for both of us. What should we go back to, spooning or doggy style? After that, we went through everything all over again. Only this time, Kurt was buried to the hilt inside me with every pose. I knew it was wrong, especially when Lisa asked him to move in and out some so she could get some contrasting shots. But I couldn't seem to stop. It felt too good to open myself and let him fuck me. Too good to have his thick cock thrusting in and out of my open pussy to make him stop. I was pretty sure Kurt felt the same way, but to his credit, he never once lost control and he never came in me. Oh, he dripped plenty of pre-cum, both inside my pussy and over my open cunt folds, enough that I was sticky and slippery with it by the end of the shoot but he never actually put his cock all the way inside me and let go. Even when I finally had an orgasm myself and felt my inner muscles squeezing him with every spasm of pleasure that rushed through me. It happened while we were doing a position called the longbow. I was lying on my back with one leg wrapped around his waist and the other over his broad shoulder. 
Kurt had me open wide, really leaning into me as he fucked me. And suddenly, the feel of his shaft pounding into my pussy was too much. I felt the orgasm rolling over me like a tidal wave, and I moaned his name as I clutched at the sheets, my pussy rippling around his cock. Kurt, oh God, yes, I gasped, unable to help myself. Was it good, Mel? He murmured when the spasms had finally passed and I was panting helplessly, his cock still buried in my cunt. Did you like the feel of me fucking you while you came? You know I did, I murmured, looking up at him, letting my true feelings fill my eyes. It felt amazing, Kurt. All of this, all day, has been incredible. I know, he murmured, and looked suddenly sad. I feel the same way, but you know how it is, Mel. Why, we can't. I understand. I said, nodding. But we're not home yet. We're still here. I want, want you to know that if you want to come in me, you can. I mean, we've been doing this for hours. It has to be killing you to keep going like this with no relief. I felt I couldn't keep denying him the right to fill me with his cum when he had given me such a hot orgasm just moments before. He frowned stubbornly and shook his head. I told you, Mel, I'm not going to come in you. That's taking things too far. It's going to be hard enough to go home after this as it is. Just then, Lisa called for yet another position, and our conversation was cut short. It turned out to be the last position she needed. And after she finished snapping yet another picture of Kurt's cock entering my pussy, she called a halt and thanked us both for our professional behavior. The pictures are going to be beautiful, she said, as we disengaged awkwardly and reached for our robes. I'll see that you get a set to keep if you like. That would be nice. I smiled at her and nodded. And I want you to know it's been an amazing experience working with you. I never would have thought in a million years that I'd get to do a shoot with Lisa McKenzie. She smiled back. Well, you may get to do more than one, Melanie. I really enjoyed shooting you. So why don't you give me your information and maybe I'll call you the next time I'm in town? That would be great, I said, really meaning it. I'd love to work with you again. Of course, it would be straight modeling, she said, looking around the large empty warehouse. Nothing like this again. This book really is a one-time thing. But I might like to use this space for another shoot. I love the natural light in here. That's why I decided to come here in the first place instead of using a studio. We talked photography and modeling for a few minutes while Kurt got changed. And then I went and changed myself, hardly able to believe that the shoot was really over. After being naked together and touching each other so intimately, it felt funny and wrong to be fully dressed and sitting so far apart on the ride home. Wrong, and yet, I knew this was the way things had to be. Kurt was my stepbrother, and he could never be anything more to me. 
Not if I wanted my mom to keep talking to me. She was so prim and proper, I knew the idea that I wanted her stepson as anything more than a big brother would just about kill her. No, there was no point in even thinking about it. We were stuck as siblings, no matter how much I wished it were otherwise. Kurt seemed to be thinking the same thing, because as we pulled in the driveway of our house, he turned to give me a long, measuring look. Mel, he started in a low voice, not meeting my eyes. I want you to know that today, well, it meant a lot to me, even though we were only doing what we did because it was a job. Still, I feel the same way. I said, hearing the pain in his voice and wishing I could erase it. But now that we're home, he continued, I don't think we should mention it again. In fact, I don't think we should talk about it. You're right, I said, even though my heart was breaking. It's probably better if we just pretend that nothing ever happened. He nodded, and there was a finality in the gesture that tore at my heart. That's a good idea, he said. I think that's exactly what we should do. Chapter 8 And that was exactly what we did. For a solid two months following the modeling job we'd shared, we acted like zombies around each other. Oh, we tried to hang out together and do all the things we used to do. But whenever we sat down on the couch together to watch a movie, I couldn't help wishing that I could cuddle up to Kurt's side and feel his muscular arm around me. And when we made an ice cream run down to Bo's to pick up a lime freeze for me and a dipped chocolate cone for him, the car just seemed too small for the both of us. I could never think of anything to say to him. Or maybe I should say I could never think of anything appropriate to say. That was because the only words that wanted to come out of my mouth went along the lines of, I love you, or I want you, or even, please, can we just forget about the stupid step-sibling crap and just go screw each other's brains out? As I said, hardly appropriate. Kurt started coming around on the weekends less and less, and I stopped seeing him around the USF campus. I knew he was avoiding me, and I didn't blame him. We were both so uncomfortable we could barely speak to each other. The long, awkward silences every time we got together were unbearable for both of us. We didn't even fight the way we used to, and Kurt had stopped butting in and trying to run my life, too. Surprisingly, I found I missed his overprotective concern. It was just no fun to make a date with someone who wasn't up to Kurt's standards for me, or take a job in an iffy part of town, or stay out late without Kurt to object to it. I started taking only safe jobs and staying in at night. And as for dating, well, there was just no one else I was interested in no one but Kurt. And then, one day the packet came in the mail. I took it from the postman and carried it upstairs, away from my mom's prying eyes. 
She had been worried about me lately, asking if I was depressed, and never giving me any time to myself. I was beginning to see that it was time to move out of the house, the way Kurt had the year before, but it made me sad to do it. I was reluctant, because my parents' house was still the main focal point of our family, the one place I could be sure of seeing Kurt on a regular basis. I didn't want to give that up, no matter how annoying my mom got. Once I was safe in my room with the door locked, I tore open the large manila envelope with Lisa McKenzie's professional address on the front of it. A handwritten note in her looping scrawl fluttered out, along with a stack of black and white and color photographs. Thought you'd like to see these. They came out lovely. The book will be a limited print run, so you might not be able to find a copy at your local bookstore, which is why I am sending a copy of everything. I enjoyed working with you and Kurt and would be happy to shoot you again. I'm enclosing my card. Call and I'll let you know what I have available. The open invitation to work again with such a famous photographer should have made my day. Instead, I found my eyes blurring with tears as I looked over the beautiful erotic photos of Kurt and I intimately entwined. Lisa had really made the most of the light and shadows in the old warehouse we'd been in, and the end result was stunning in its simplicity and beauty. I love him, I thought as I flipped through the photos. Not that it did me any good. The way things were going, in a month or two, these pictures would be all I had to remember my stepbrother by. He was slowly but surely fading out of my life, the way I was fading out of his. I looked at the pictures again, sadly, studying the expressions on our faces as we touched each other. And as I looked, I began to see that maybe I wasn't the only one in love. There was a yearning expression on Kurt's face in every photograph, and there was pain in his piercing eyes. The same pain I felt myself, I realized. The pain of loving someone you knew you could never ever have, even if it broke your heart and ruined your life to deny them. Suddenly, I was mad. Why couldn't we have each other, I asked myself. Why should we care what our parents said or worry about how society would see us? After all, there was no real blood relation between us. It wasn't like we were kissing cousins who had met at the annual family reunion. We were just unlucky enough to be related by marriage. If we had met first instead of our parents, would it have stopped them from getting together? Knowing my mom and how she liked to have her own way, I seriously doubted it. So then why should the fact that she had found Kurt's dad before I found Kurt affect my life so much and make me so miserable? It wasn't fair. Finally, I knew what I had to do. I was going to get Kurt back in my life if it killed me. And as a hell of a lot more than a big brother, too. That was why we had nothing to say to each other lately. It was because the tepid, prescribed relationship that we used to have no longer satisfied either one of us. We needed more, and I didn't care if our parents freaked out. I was determined to get it. 
The only problem I could see would be convincing Kurt. He was such a straightforward, honorable kind of guy that I knew putting the issue to him plainly would never work. He would have to be brought around gradually, shown that we belonged together no matter what the world or our parents said. And I would need to convince him with actions rather than words. Luckily, the pictures Lisa had sent me had given me an idea. I sat cross-legged on my bed and began sorting through the photos and developing a plan. And we're back. And there's nothing new. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Except my new release post. But there aren't any Read Me Romance authors with any books out today. Today, okay. Well, actually, I bet you our book is live early, so you can go pick up Mute. Oh, that's right. Yep. Go pick up Muse. We're going to talk about it in detail a little bit more tomorrow. But it's the book we wrote with Fiona Davenport, which Fiona is Fiona Davenport, Michelle Michelle Page, and yes. Ella Christensen. Hi. God damn it. Hi. And also, if you've been listening to this week, well, no, that was last week, didn't we, with the Boom Factory? That's this week. You guys. Is it this week yeah. too? Oh, that's right. Tessa recorded the uh, the the ads for it. That's why we didn't do it. Duh. She wouldn't let us do it. She wouldn't put us in charge of it. She was like, you know what, guys? I'm just gonna handle this. <laughs> Which I'm so excited. If um, I know, I'm gonna be devouring the boom books too. So maybe oh I'll God. start uh, a thread in the Read Me Romance group, and we can yeah. all talk about the ones we're reading because there's gonna be a bunch. And then yeah. everybody can kind of report and say what they love. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely start a thread on that next, uh, the week this yeah. is going. We'll have a Boom Factory mega thread. So make sure you get in our Read Me Romance headquarters and we're going to talk about it. And I can't wait. It's all these great books from, you know, in Aurora Rose Reynolds world. So if you love her like we do and just devour every word she writes, like you guys are just in for such a treat. So, yeah. So I think that's it, though. We'll be back we'll to it. tomorrow yeah. with the boss, Tessa. <laughs> like the boss. Do not tell her that, okay? We don't want to know she's in church, remember? We have to be the alphas in this, Melissa. We have to come in strong All and, right. and just really angry. <laughs> and then she's like, here, I got you guys cake. We're like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guess you're in charge. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read me romance, read, read me romance.